Welcome to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. I'm Bry Guy. I'm Jason. Today's episode, The Sidewinder Strikes. Alrighty, Bry Guy, we are back again. Lucky Woo-hoo! episode 13 here. Now we're officially halfway through. I said that in error last week, but this oh, is the okay. halfway point. Okay, this is the actual halfway. Okay. The actual so, halfway. So yeah. there's so, this is 13 down, 13 to go. Exactly right. Exactly okay. right. So, right. Here, so it's gonna, here we are. So it's going to take us 50% of a year to do this season. You're correct. You're correct. Yeah. A okay. Good, a good six months. Mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think I did the math, and if we're going to watch every episode of every iteration of Spider-Man currently on Disney... We're gonna um, be collecting social security by the time we're done. Yeah, I'll be I'll be finishing up the episode and signing up for Medicare. Yeah, uh, yeah. The, same, the same week. So that's gonna be a that's gonna be an exciting week for me. So that's terrific. But, but you know what? We have fun. We have fun, and uh, mm-hmm. we know that you all listening are having fun as well. That's so. that's what we're, that's who we do it for. Is exactly the, is the. Uh, the listeners and the, the and the and the kids who it's for the kids it's for the kids who don't have uh you know their own Spider-Man podcast yet. right right uh, we, well, maybe maybe we'll inspire the next you know mm-hmm. podcast giant maybe we'll become the next podcast giant we thirteen weeks in anything's possible Jason Any, anything could happen anything could happen Absolutely. if we if this was nineteen eighty one and yeah. we were we had like a, we had gotten a pilot. We would have been canceled, I think, <laughs> but it isn't, and Fair. we're not, and uh, mm-hmm. it's 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 all good. We're gonna yeah, we're just gonna keep rolling. So we're a good forty years into the future, almost talking about something from then. <laughs> this episode about uh, the side winder. Um, yeah, this is the this is the western episode of, yeah, it, the, of yes of this series. Yeah. In case there was any doubt. Um, my first note at a minute 30, I think is when, uh, Spider-Man, uh, leaps onto the back of the, uh, of the stampeding bulls through, right. through the streets of New York. Um, I was like, oh, well, As you do. yeah, if there was, if there was any doubt there, there you go. It's all over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So, and not, not what I expected because all I saw was the, the, like we talked about last week, the sort of preview image of this episode. And I saw a mm-hmm. dude wearing like a, a black mask with like a, with like a viper, uh, uh, a viper mouth ma- or yeah, something, like a you know, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was thinking he might be a little bit more of like an edgy sort of like sinister villain. Mm-hmm. I did not mm-hmm. think, oh, this is the, um, the Spidey homage to Urban Cowboy. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, the and, Kenny Rogers episode, <laughs> and a I believe uh, a a sidewinder is a sort of snake, you know. Yes, uh, um, yes. Of course. So, you know, yeah. So he's he's, he's got the ma- the the snaky mask for a reason, but yeah. also in case you had any um, illusions about the the character the sidewinder from Marvel Comics, which is a thing. There's oh, it is. There's a okay. few. There's a few different versions of the sidewinder. Uh, okay. Generally affiliated with the Serpent Society or the Serpent okay. Squad, um, okay. okay, sure, and and also from and the thing is also from the early '80s. So, oh, kind of weird that they were like, well, let's let's have an episode with a, with the Sidewinder, but we want to make the Sidewinder a cowboy, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, uh, so this is not necessarily related to a Sidewinder in the Marvel comics. There's no relation There's no whatsoever. Relation. Uh, okay. th- this Only character, my name. 
yeah, this character is one that is uh, that was only for the uh, TV. So okay, much so, much like the uh, much like the stuntman from a couple weeks back. Stuntman and uh, the the um, what was the other one that we loved? Oh, the the carnival. Well, no, Ringmaster, but he was actually in the He's comics. A, yeah, but. Uh, but the oh, but but last week with uh, with Doom, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Goron. Goron was yeah. was totally made up as well. Right. They've, so they've been yeah. making they've been making up some villains lately. And Started I, and with I, a lot I, of I, like canonical ones, and now we're now we got a lot of just for TV guys. And I, I, I have to scratch my head as to why they do that because there's a lot of there's rich a, source material to cull from that they're sure. not. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not getting Kingpin, and we're not getting Vulture, and some of the other mm-hmm. big Spidey baddies mm-hmm. from the. Uh, the gallery of baddies, as it were. Yeah, I, yeah. I don't, I don't really understand. Well, and why. I, and and I think as I, you know, as I look down here, there's not many points at which any of, other than Doctor Doom, any of the uh, villains make repeat uh, appearances, which right. certainly you could. I, I guess it's, I, I guess it's maybe it was tough enough to write a uh, decent story for one go round with the Sandman, right. or, or the Black right. Cat, or whatever. Yeah. Right, but know. bring back Doc Ock, bring back Green Goblin. I'm okay sure, with those things sure. happening. That would be, yeah. I would, I would really have loved to have seen a second Doctor Octopus <laughs> episode here. I just, feel, I felt like that first one was so middling. Meh. Yeah, yeah. yeah it just. Yeah. Mm. For arguably, arguably the best Spider-Man villain next to Green Goblin, he got kind mm. of the, the shaft. So he did, he did. Um, yeah. But anyway, so this is a made-up guy. Um, the sidewinder we uh, the the kind of uh, quick and dirty uh, synopsis here very early on right after Spidey uh, wrangles those bulls he gets some useful information from the uh, truck driver uh, yeah, who apparently not? was was taking the the cattle uh, to the to Madison Square Garden for a right. rodeo right um, yeah, and I believe I believe he worked for the exposition delivery company. Right, <laughs> right. right. <laughs> right. It's his sole purpose, just to give a backstory. E E Exposition Express. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The XX. The double the double E. The E squared uh corporation. <laughs> yeah. Doing doing the yeoman's work there. <laughs> but uh we so then we quickly move to the Daily Bugle and there the guy who is uh hosting the rodeo has some fantabulous uh, gold spurs uh, that that Betty Brant was just uh, enamored of these spurs. She was like, yeah, just they, she was love. very taken with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I've never every, seen that every, look on uh, her face before. What every metropolitan twenty-something in New York dreams of is golden-plated <laughs> boot spurs, <laughs> right? Just, uh, it's you know. First the black cat for Halloween, and now maybe this. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's what a girl of simple taste. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so he he's gonna send these spurs across town on the subway instead of in the armored car because apparently this is something that is done all the time, mm-hmm. according yeah. to Cowboy Jack. Well, it was his name was Cowboy Wild <laughs> Wild Willie Wilson, I believe mm. was the was yeah. the name of the character. Creative, right. Pretty yep. good. Pretty good. Uh, so, and and Peter convinces JJ to send him to follow the guy on the subway to take pictures, which he's like, "Oh, this will be a great human interest story." Yeah, a fluff piece or a back page kind of thing. 
Yeah. I thought that sounded like a terrible human interest story. <laughs> Who's re- in the interest of which humans? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just, I agreed with that. I, I, I read your note and I nodded when I read that. Yeah. I don't. <laughs> Who's I, reading that and who cares? <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Great. A guy just rides the subway. the subway. Yeah. 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 Maybe Peter just needed to get across town and he was like, I don't know. There's probably a human interest story on the subway. Every, every subway's got a story. JJJ. <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. But yeah. it does get him into the subway where there is. Sure. Now, this is one of the moments that as, as a Western themed episode, uh, was kind of was kind of interesting. It, you know, it was a little bit of an homage. There's a train robbery. This is where we first see the Sidewinder and yeah. his and his posse, as it were, yeah. his, his two uh, sidekicks, yep. and they're they're going to rip off the Spurs. Yep. Now the Sidewinder rides uh, a rocket Pegasus. <laughs> yes, he does. Which mm-hmm. didn't didn't seem connected to me. And um, but it did at least allow him to say my favorite catchphrase, maybe of the whole series. Mm-hmm. He said, "Hi ho, Helio." <laughs> he did Apparently, not. He did not he did. say that. When he, did he say that? He said that. What? Yeah, like he gave like you know a pullback on the Pegasus okay. and he went, and he went, "Hi ho, Helio," because the pe- the Pegasus's name apparently is Helio. I mm-hmm. question mark. <laughs> right. <laughs> I I just. I, that was probably the strangest moment of uh-huh. this entire episode was um, like, I can maybe buy that the sidewinder is a, is somehow a cowboy and, and fine. I can buy that he's riding a horse because mm-hmm. cowboys ride horses. Mm-hmm. But Even why if it's is it a, a Pegasus? Horse? Yeah. And it's, it looked like an android Pegasus. Right. Named right. Helio after the Greek god of android Pegasi. Right. <laughs> That's why. I believe it's I believe it's Pegasus's. Oh, it is Pegasus. Okay. Pegasus. Yeah. Or Pegasin, like the Mogwai plural. Right. <laughs> the Mogwin and the Pegasin. Right. Oh, goodness. But that so was strange. It, yeah. Yeah. It was a little, it was a little, and he, and of course, like all villains in this show, you know, he's also got his, uh, he's got his sidearm. He's got his six shooter or whatever. Sure. But it's, it's like shooting laser blasts. You know, did you notice there no, right. yeah. no bullets coming out of that? I wonder if that's another one of those things like there, you know, there's no punching in this show. Maybe they were also like no guns. Oh, but they, you didn't say anything about ray guns. Yeah, we can do pew pew, <laughs> just not bang bang. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yes, exactly. That's right. got to be it. They're, right? le- they're less harmful or, or maybe because kids couldn't go to a store and buy a ray gun. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. They yeah, could try. I, you, you, but you, mm-hmm. you mentioned the punching and, and this was the first episode where I really felt that I wanted <laughs> I wanted some, some punching, punching. <laughs> and not me punching the TV. Right. Just like some action, because mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but I was incredibly bored by this episode, Jason. I like kick up the violence, yeah. like <laughs> sex and violence, man. Like give us something. I just and I think oh. it's because we we barely saw the sidewinder. He was barely in it. And yeah, I, yeah. I was I was intrigued enough by him in this first act on Helio, his uh-huh. trusty Pegasus android uh-huh. that I that I wanted to see more of him, and I I was just waiting to see him more and more. And I know I'm skipping ahead here, but no, I that's okay. I felt so let down and bored through the majority of this episode because we didn't get enough Sidewinder. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I even from the get go, like I I wrote a note. I wrote a note at at uh, two minutes fifteen seconds, uh, which is backtracking <laughs> a little bit, but like. <laughs> You know, Spidey does like a 
Well, partner, that's why they call me the fastest web in the web. And I was like, I just, if you're going to do this for 23 minutes, (laughs) this is just going to be unbearable. You know, and it it was, if you're going to do the Western episode, okay. But man, they just, they did the crap out of it. And it it, it was, just wasn't compelling. Yeah, I I agree with you. For me, it wasn't just the Sidewinder, but I will, I will fully accept your, uh, observation there that he was barely in it underused mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. and um and had I, I th- and again had no good reason for anything he was doing no what was his motivation and and i know i say that almost every episode but like he was trying to steal his own collection back well and once... that's and that's the thing we have to give away at the be, be, without going through it because spoilers sorry you, that's okay but to but to be able to talk about this and like you you do if you if you watch this episode twice, it makes even less sense than if you watch it just once, because you find out the guy who owns the Spurs, the guy, the guy hosting the rodeo, the 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 wild Willie Wilson, he is the Triple sidewinder. W. He's yes. he's the bad guy. Yes. Yep. I don't yep. understand why he's stealing his own stuff. So what was his point? What, what, what was he trying to do? Right now, there is there is a scene later in the episode where he's where he's ripping off a painting from like a like a museum in New York, and then I was like, okay, so he's so maybe his whole collection is stolen, but then wouldn't the people who and but he's he's touring it around, you know, he's like he's putting the Spurs out on display at his rodeo, yeah, woo! If you're doing, if you're putting out all the stuff that you stole, aren't the people you stole it from gonna hear about that? Right, right. They're kind of like part of the deal, then. <sighs> I know, I know. So the, yeah, that didn't make any sense. Um, yeah. So so he yeah, the what he does makes no sense. He's barely in the episode. Uh, yeah, there's, there's some, there, there's a lot, there's some issues. There's, there's some problems. So since we gave away the ending, I, I want to jump ahead to that just for a moment, because mm-hmm. this was the most on Spider-Man 81 feeling episode of Spider-Man 81. This felt like an episode of Scooby-Doo. It was totally an episode <laughs> of Scooby-Doo. Okay. Yes. I'm glad you like to yes. the point of an, an unmasking. Like, uh-huh, like you uh-huh. just said, where he takes off the the mask and it's Wild Willie Wilson, uh, the wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I was and he would have got away with it too. That if it wasn't for you meddling kids, <laughs> I was waiting for him to say that. Yes. And then Zoinks uh-huh. and the Scoob. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, it was it was so strange and and I I didn't give it a a really bad rating on our radioactive spider scale because I ultimately left it saying that didn't even feel like a spider. <laughs> an episode like mm-hmm. even carnival mm-hmm. of crime or sandman or one of the fair to midland episodes like the uh, mm-hmm. triangle of evil mm-hmm. it still felt like it was in this world and it was you know it, it had a tone sure this was sure. like hey everybody urban cowboy was a big hit last summer let's <laughs> capitalize on that right <laughs> and right. also scooby-doo <laughs> like oh, boy no <laughs> yeah. you no. To, to that point you're right it doesn't and and i it was something that I noticed that uh, you just you articulated it well there. I, I think I had noticed that really Spider-Man doesn't do anything interesting in this yes. other than be Spider-Man. Yes. Right. Spider-Man was completely inconsequential here. They could have mm-hmm. put anybody in this with superpowers. It, right. There was there was no. I mean the the like the villain had no axe to grind with Spider-Man. 
Um, yeah. You know, he had there were no, no stakes. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. It was right. just, it was like, whatever. Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, we were talking uh, before about this and it was a forgettable episode and I almost wish it would have been worse because then it would be memorable. Like it would be, it would be memorably a... bad. Yeah, this was right. just this Carnival was of just... Crime. I rem- I'll mm-hmm. always remember Carnival <laughs> of Crime, and it made for really good podcast fodder. It right? really did. We, we'll always have Carnival of Crime, Jason. <laughs> a year from now, when we're talking about maybe Spider-Man and his amazing friends, and we're wrapping up that series, uh-huh. I guarantee you, I won't remember this episode. <laughs> oh, totally, totally. Yeah. Um, I don't. I. I. It's it, tough for me to. Uh, tough for me to say anything really uh, compelling about this. Can I? Can we go off on a tangent? Tangent away, my friend. So, I. I mentioned this to you off air that I think the whole. Um, the whole motif here, of the Western cowboy country and Western kind of vibe, was right all to do with in the late 70s, early 80s, when you and I were really young. And because I lived in Appleton, Wisconsin, it it probably like moved to Appleton, Wisconsin, like in the mid 80s, because we're mm-hmm. always like, you know, half a decade behind. Here. Yeah. Yeah. But in the but in the late 70s, early 80s, there was this resurgence of, of cowboy culture. And right. I didn't do much research on it. And I, I haven't like written a book on it or anything. So mm-hmm. don't, you know, mm-hmm. hold my feet to the flames here. But Urban Cowboy, as I mentioned, was the summer before this episode, sure. and it okay. sort of started like like the soundtrack was kind of big. You know, we had you know some like Charlie Daniels Band, Mickey Gilly, Johnny Lee, like some okay. some well, and like Looking for Love in All the Wrong Places is from that movie, and like sort of this yeah. resurgence of like pop country that mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. led into things like. Kenny Rogers and Dolly Parton being on the charts. And okay. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what else was in like right. in the eighties, Lionel Richie was doing country songs and like crossover. So I'm yeah. wondering if, yeah. if the main objective of this was like the, the kids love the show, but how do we get their parents? Well, they were out line dancing like John Travolta <laughs> the other night. <laughs> let's, right. let's capitalize on that maybe. And maybe I'm giving it too much credit, but yeah. This this shows how bored I was with the episode because this is what I was thinking of when I was watching it. Right, right, right. No, and there's totally a I think a uh, uh, something to be said for that. Yeah, and I I guess when I was thinking about it, it seems to me like the like Eastwood's spaghetti westerns were like the sort of the pinnacle of the genre. Right. Um, right. The outlaw you, Josie Wales and and the good, the bad, and the ugly, and yeah. Yeah. Right. 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 And then, and, and from there, we were c- just kind of, you know, picking up the pieces a little bit. There's some, there, there's some, I can, oh boy, I can think of some westerns like, um, uh, you know, what is a really good one from, and I want to, I forget if it's either 1970 or 1969, The Wild Bunch. Oh yeah, yeah, yep, really Great good, movie. really good. But like, you know, they kind of get super gritty and dark for a little while there, and then I right. think they they kind of sort of, sort of just slowly descend. Um, but you know, so you're, I think you're, you've definitely hit on something there. I just, I wonder if it was the, the a, a a brief surge, or if it was like, right. or if it was like the last gasp, so to speak. Right. You know, it, right. it's it's definitely one or the other. Um, I. I feel like in the mid '80s, early '90s, we didn't get a lot of westerns in the in the cinema. The the first one I remember from the '90s was The Unforgiven. Right, Eastwood and, again. 
Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then I don't remember like it being a big genre again mm-hmm. or really mm-hmm. ever since. Yeah. I mean, every once in a while we get a good Western movie. 310 to Yuma from the early 2000s was great. Sure, um, sure. I, I'm sure I'm missing some and people are screaming at their phones right now, but mm-hmm. I just feel mm-hmm. like. No, but you're, you're like, at- it's, it's an early Hollywood trope, the Western. And and I think you are right that it's a thing from the sort of early part of the 80s, too. Like, you know, you said something about that to me. And, and right away, I was I thought of Dallas because my folks oh, and yes. grandparents watched the crap out of Dallas. Well, that was from right. like that was like all through the 80s. I mean, I think that pretty much that started right. in Jesus. I, I just pulled it up here. I can't believe that it went on this long. Um, 1978 to 1991. 13 seasons. I, right? Isn't that wow. crazy? So, I mean, like, yeah. so... It's like the walking but, dead of the day, of that day. <laughs> but I would say, you know, it's it's heyday was probably like its first five or six seasons, right? Right. And 84, that, 85, yeah. And that would put right. you kind of right in this time frame where, you know... Yeah. and Well, and last week with Dr. Doom, we were... T- I was joking that the, the U.S. ambassador was like the J.R. Ewing character. I mean, he had the hat and he was from True. Texas and everything. You know, yeah. there, there's a there's a, a something going on there. Um, yeah. I can Good remember point. like, I can remember like uh, um, my sister who was a couple years older than me, but um, I can remember her one year for Christmas really wanting Western Barbie and and Western, whatever, whatever <laughs> Barbie's little sister is called. I forget what her name is called. Skipper. Skipper. <laughs> Is that wrong? Boom! No, you're you're absolutely correct. But okay. why do you know that right off the my top wife. of your head? Okay. My wife has a whole box okay. of Barbie stuff in the basement. Yeah. yeah but like, no. <laughs> boy, she wanted Western Barbie and Ken and Skipper. They okay. came with horses and everything. I mean, it was it was not a not a not an inexpensive uh, gift. But boy, did she you, get it for Christmas? I think she did. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But you know, the, so the, I guess I'm just I'm thinking of these things. It was definitely a thing. Oh, right. I thought of this too. Spider-Man that we're watching, 1981, right about the same time, because I, I got up early on Saturday mornings to watch Spidey. You know what else I watched? The Lone Ranger, which they ah. did a, They did a Lone Ranger cartoon series. A cartoon? In, okay. In uh, It was like Lone Ranger and Tarzan. Um I vaguely remember which this. Which was around the like same the, time. I think the Lone Ranger I, Tarzan hour or something like that. Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah. So it's definitely like it's definitely like something that was in the zeitgeist and that right. and that certainly they were marketing to kids, you know, but it's it yeah. And weren't we just getting over the Carter administration? I mean, wasn't Reagan elected in 1980? Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So Carter, you know, is probably the most cowboy president we've had. Oh, no, no, least. Reagan would be the most co- cowboy president. Oh. He had the he had the ranch, you know, he had all the when he's an actor, he was in Westerns. Yep. Right. And he did it. And he oh, man, he would do, you know, he would go on vacation for three, four weeks at a time down to Texas and, right. you know, whatever. Well, you'd yeah. say that. Mm-hmm. Well, well, <laughs> everyone can do Reagan for one word. That's the only that's my only Reagan word I can do. Well, well, Nancy. Your Nancy's pretty good too. Yeah. Thank you. I can do two words in Reagan. Don't ask me to do three. Gorbachev turned up. Nope. Now he's nope, Kennedy. Nope, I lost yeah. him. <laughs> just, just, it's gone. Um, but but I, I guess I, you know we're we're talking about all these things that we remember that were that were in that genre when we were kids. Sure. But on the so so you can see why they would want to write like a western themed episode. 
it just doesn't fit for Spider-Man at all. No, that, that's and that might be why it doesn't feel like a Spider-Man episode. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and why it's so boring. It's just yeah, it's not it's it's not fun for Spider-Man to do. Just, no, no, and yeah, I never as a kid got into the the cowboy thing. It was never my thing. Mm-hmm. And I know like it's it's like a rite of passage as a boy. I'm sorry, but when it, all of you were playing with your like, you know, lasso and rope and horse stuff, I mm-hmm. was all about Thundercats. So that's what <laughs> I was doing. So um yeah. I didn't get into it and I never, ever, like you said, Jason, I never need to hear Spider Man do a that's why they call me the shootingest, fastingest, rooting tootingest spot. Like, I don't need to hear that. I right, don't right. need to hear that ever again. So it just doesn't <laughs> no. fit his character. Yeah, you know? yeah, uh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, it, it's uh, uh, it's it's wonky. It's weird. There, um, there's one other thing in the country thing that I, I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention it, and this this fit more into my into my childhood, is that on February 4th, 1981, a good Eight months before the airing of this episode, we got the classic to hit record stores, Urban Chipmunk, uh, which I can't Urban Chipmunk. I can't recommend enough. Not as good as uh, Chipmunk Punk, um, but it's if you if you uh, look at the uh, Urban Chipmunk on LP, you you did or did not? My folks had it. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, it, it it was literally. Um, it looks just like the cover to Urban Cowboy. Except Alvin, but with Alvin, is the John Travolta, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, they have such classics as uh, "Mama, Don't Let Your Babies Grow Up to Be Chipmunks," um, <laughs> which is a Stone Cold classic. Um, and it's it kicks off with "Thank God I'm a Country Boy" and you're in. I mean, you yeah. are in yeah. at that point. Oh, so yeah. that yeah. that might have been as country as I got as a young man because I loved all things chipmunks too. Um, Obviously, but this is just what was right. This is just what was going on in the country, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe the maybe the Spider-Man writers, creators, whomever thought, let's strike while the oil is hot. Pardon the pun, mm-hmm. Texas tea oil mm-hmm. um, on the uh, country thing because even the chipmunks are doing it. <laughs> right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and we and we might even be giving them too much credit to say they actively made that decision. It could have been too that it was just so ingrained in everything people were doing in in hollywood or whatever that it was just like it was like as a matter of course it was like all right well now let's do our you know our rodeo episode you Mm -hmm. know it's just i don't know man right but um, what a crazy time the 80s were though that's my (laughs) so so bizarre so bizarre yeah not as strange as now but Mm -hmm. a very strange time Mm -hmm. yeah well let's hit on a couple other things in this episode that were uh, that were uh, wonky or memorable or or what have you, and I think we can just I I, I feel like we can just go scatter shot on this. I mean, we yeah. we basically know what happened. This side <laughs> the the sidewinder guy who is the guy with the rodeo tries to steal his stuff. Spider Man stops him. There, you know, I mean that's right. That's the that's the short short version. Yeah. So yeah. you got it. We get. Uh, we get a little bit of an explanation of who Sidewinder is and what he is doing at about the 17 minute mark of this episode. Okay, <laughs> so there's yep, there's barely any time left, and it comes via uh, a a description from uh, the blonde cowgirl who it, it's they just they did this so poorly as far as setting this up. <laughs> she just through talking to Spider Man, you you can kind of figure out okay. She is the daughter of a guy who used to also own the rodeo or was like, 
who got screwed over by the Sidewinder guy, I guess. And she figured out who Sidewinder is, you know, and, and, and what he's doing. Instead of taking that information to the appropriate authorities, she's decided to just go vigilante cowboy on <laughs> go, this on this go rogue yeah. on this whole thing and you know she's gonna i don't know and it, it was very that was also very unclear she's gonna personally stop him like what and i don't <laughs> she'll show him she'll get in the way right yeah. right i don't know either no uh, clue. but she is you know so she ends up um uh getting caught with spider-man and that that kind of leads to the last thing in the uh the last scene uh, and big fight in the in the rodeo what do they call the what do they call the the place where all the rodeo in happens is that just in the what, whatever in the arena i don't know <laughs> yeah, it's at madison square arena. garden i madison guess square garden. i was i was really disappointed by that and just like I, you know i was trying to give it some credit and and you know uh, remove the some of the haze of what this episode was about <laughs> at that point but that yep. was really disappointing to me um you know that the, that the that was how that was done. The, oh, the the laugh track uh, that they employed during every scene where the rodeo was actually going on inside the yeah. garden. Did you notice yeah. that? I and that did, was and that's why another Scooby Doo parallel. <laughs> and that was that even in that last fight scene, there's like still the laugh track going on. Like, the, like <laughs> they just the, forgot to edit it out, right? <laughs> like, the, like the people at right. the arena are just like. Oh, the these robot these ro- robot Pegasi are so hilarious. <laughs> Spider Man's fighting a snake. <laughs> Pass the popcorn. Oh God, it, that was yeah. brutal. That was brutal. That might have been might have been the why I did the Scooby Doo parallel in my mind as well because oh sure sure Jeanette's a huge fan of Scooby Doo. Uh-huh. Um, we watch a lot in the house and and there's a laugh track on that show. Yeah, and it, maybe yeah. it's just in my mind like cartoons shouldn't have laugh tracks this was not filmed in front of a live studio audience (laughs) so it it really was like it it made me raise my eyebrows like why is there a laugh track Uh uh-huh (laughs) uh-huh this is not scooby-doo oh gosh yeah what was there anything else in this one that you thought was uh, was really bizarre that uh, that we haven't talked about um, not super bizarre, but be- because I'm me, I always notice the music cues. And, uh, mm-hmm. when at the beginning, when there was the cattle stampede in New York, which is such a problem in New York city, I hope yeah, that, that gets, yeah. you know, cleared up soon. Um, the music cue was very much like, a. I, I don't know the name of the piece and, and I'll, I'll get yelled at. I'm sure by our listeners, the song that plays during the beef, it's what's for dinner commercial. They, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's called, but they, they did a takeoff of that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know like the the big horns and stuff like a western song yeah yeah um so that was very interesting and i was like oh that's that's kind of clever and then mm-hmm. um i wanted to ask too what was the name of the uh beef what's for dinner is aaron copeland's hoedown uh, oh, from okay. the producer of the show jeanette just told us so <laughs> thank you jeanette thanks producer jeanette it was a it was a motif of that jeanette okay so <laughs> she doesn't want our listeners to be misled jason thank you honey <laughs> This is, this is the point where Jeanette has to step in. <laughs> For the record, she doesn't know if that was the song. She uh-huh. just, I said it was a take on that. So yeah, thank you, Jeanette. Yeah, yeah. And also wondering why every time Spider-Man goes into the subway, uh, disco music is playing. Still haven't wrapped my head around that. That That's true. That's true. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. Can't it's a that. thing. That's, that's I can't all I got. can't explain that. Yeah, uh-huh. and I don't know. You watched these episodes twice, and God love you, Jason. I couldn't. Uh-huh. Uh, good for uh-huh. you. I don't know if you're noticing music cues 
like I am. And I'm sorry if, you know, I'm, this is what no, I'm focusing that's okay. on. <laughs> that's okay. But no, this... you, you go ahead and focus on that. Cause I, I, yeah, I, I don't, uh, some of that stuff just kind of goes, uh, right past, right past you're, me. So, yeah, you're trying to do these trivial pesky things like figuring out the plot. <laughs> so you, you do you Jason. <laughs> and even after two viewings, Still doesn't make sense. Oh, Lordy. I do want to also bring up the best thing about this episode. Okay. Um, and it's the reason it's the reason that this is, uh, at least for me, this is tied for the lowest rating I've given one of these episodes, and it's not the bottom. <laughs> okay. There's this there's this thing that happens. So very early we, we mentioned uh Early on, there's the, the the subway train robbery. Well, Spider-Man foils that uh, when he catches the Sidewinder and 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 kind of steals the spurs back, the the golden spurs, and uh, and then he decides instead of you know handing them over to the cops or anything like that, oh, I better take these personally to Mr. Wilson, the rodeo guy, who was meeting J. Jonah Jameson for lunch at the New York Publishers club which of course is a thing and you know because very high end yeah yeah it's yeah big the, big the exclusive club yeah, yeah 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 i don't know why they need a club there's got to be like three of them um <laughs> but anyway just made it someone's house <laughs> right <laughs> jj's house oh All man right. that place plenty of room plenty of room goodness uh so so he takes him over there there's a there's a very funny interaction with the mater d at the nine minute mark ish yep where he's uh Spider-Man is being uh, lambasted for his attire and probably also the fact that he had just been in the river um and was a little damp. Spider-Man folds a napkin into a tie which I thought was a little cutesy uh and funny and <laughs> a bow tie. Yeah. And then uh you know and then he presents the spurs to JJ's table and of course uh, Jameson is extremely upset at uh, even seeing Spider-Man. I don't know, it was just that was a funny exchange. It ends with Spider-Man accidentally running into a waiter, breaking a bunch of dishes, and then the, and so then there's a callback at the end where Spidey has to reimburse the club for the for these dishes, and so he's he's actually working off the debt as a uh, as a waiter at the club. The, Still the sp- with the Spider-Man costume. The on. Spider-Man costume with the with the with the short tuxedo jacket. Um, all of that was, I thought was, was funny. You know, that was, that was the shining moment for this episode. And it, and it really could have been in any episode. It sure, had nothing sure. to do with the Sidewinder. <laughs> but it really, so really, but like seeing Spider-Man back at the club really pissed off Jameson, like to the, to the extent that he just walked out. That was comedy gold. Yeah, that was good. You're right. I mean, I, I don't I know if it was like, comedy gold. It's comedy. It was comedy. It was comedy precious metal. It was some something. It was comedy bronze. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it, it. I really liked the bow tie napkin or the napkin bow tie. Yeah, I thought that was that was clever. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I like the moments where Spider Man runs into like everyday problems, like yes. the financial woes with the stuntman episode, and and you know it, it's it's like I call it the Rodney Dangerfield Spider Man moment. Where it's like <laughs> I get no respect. <laughs> right, you know, I can't right. even eat dinner at a restaurant. I get no respect. I'm Spider Man. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes, he, he he tries to arrest a, a hobo who's chasing people and turns out as a cop. Ah, he gets no respect. <laughs> exactly. That's 
Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, that yeah, was a good moment. That those there, there were a couple of good moments there, and that was uh, that was fun. But other than that, I really don't have anything super positive to say here. It was just I'm going to give this one 1.5 radioactive spiders. I thought it was. Uh, we can put this one to bed and never speak of it again. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I yeah. give it a little bit higher because I still think it's better than the Carnival of Crime episode. Mm. I gave it two radioactive spiders, but okay, this will probably be the last time I ever think about this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's. I think that's totally fair. So uh, then next week uh, coming up, I, I haven't looked yet at what next week's episode is going to be. I believe we've got, oh, this is, uh, we, we get a, we were talking at the head of this about how, why aren't they using more canonical characters? Craven the Hunter. Craven the Hunter. The Hunter and the Hunted is the name of the episode. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed his portrayal in the 90s series. So. Okay. Okay. And in the comics. So let's. Let's see how they Let's do. Let's see Jason. how it goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, but that yeah. that uh, hopefully that'll be fun. Uh, it'll be fun to talk about it, regardless. Absolutely, obviously, no matter what. Right. But uh, hoping for a for a nice episode there. I'm gonna go and uh, I, I'm gonna find out where I can stream the series pilot of Dallas. Um, <laughs> Let me know who shot Jr. I, I will. Still, I'm still I'm at the edge of my seat. <laughs> I will. I will clue you in. Uh, good to talk Thank to you, you, man. We'll talk next week. You too. Sounds good. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and follow and like the show on Facebook. Most importantly, if you liked it, tell a friend. Thanks for listening to Spider-Man and his amazing fans. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting app. Follow us on Twitter at BKO Radio and follow and like the show on Facebook. Most importantly, if you enjoyed it, share with a friend.